Now, with that being with that being said, I mean, of course, you know, with you know, a lot of people look look at or listen to music actually, and they they kind of figure, well, you know, it's you know, you make good music, so all must be right with the with with, with the world. But you know, you you made it perfectly clear, and it happens to a lot of people in the in the industry. You know, when when man, not just management, but just the financial part of everything that you've done, just you know, isn't there to be seen, um, heard, and or spent. So with that, with that being said, like, what what was one? And I'll ask you this first, Jay. What, what was the first? What, what was one of the main things that you, you know, that really humbled you when it comes to dealing with the business side of uh, of the industry back in the day? Well, well, that's actually that's that's it. that is the humbling side of it, the business mm-hmm. side. Because when you're young, you think you're just gonna go and like you said, you're gonna make music, you're gonna make good music, people are gonna like your music, you're gonna be rewarded for the hard work that you put in, and it's just gonna be you know beautiful, you know. But everything doesn't pan out that way, right. you know. And there, there, there are some sometimes some tough lessons to learn uh, about business lessons, but the lessons that you have to learn and you have to learn them quickly, and you know if 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 our story can be a lesson for others to learn from, then that's cool too, mm-hmm. you know. But because because it's, it's it's an experience that we wouldn't trade for anything in the world because it was it was beautiful while we're out there being able to make music and perform music live for people. Mm-hmm. And so you know, I, I wouldn't trade that for anything. But there's definitely a business side that people need to make themselves uh, familiar with and get you know be savvy about. No doubt. Damon, you feel pretty much the same way? Yo, definitely. I definitely feel that. You know, like I just think back at how young we was. People might say we were naive, but, you know, when you growing up and you we were listening to the Jackson 5, Torsten D's, and different groups like that, and we, and, you know, even New Edition was rocking hard, and, you know, we liked all those groups. And we was doing it for the love. You know, music was something that we would do for free, that we love to do for free, but since it was a business and money was going to people, you right. know, it should have trickled down to where it should have went to us, you know. So we wasn't really looking at the business aspect at the time um, as, as as we should have. And, you know, like we said, we trusted in our manager and stuff like that. But, you know, something we were just concerned with singing and dancing and pleasing our fans and having a good time. And we, mm-hmm. you know, get taken advantage of. Mhm. When it when it comes down to uh, just just the music, I, I know we we just played "Come Over," which is, you know, uh, by far just one of the most memorable joints um, and stuff like that. But for the people that's that's new, that you know, you, you got to remember this two this is 2012. So you know, back in the day, people probably didn't know. But just yeah, uh, Damon, give the give give the new listeners, some of the younger kids and the young generation, uh, just a little four one one on on the history of the group. Oh, all right. Well, it's um, two brothers and two cousins. Uh, my brother Lance, um, but unfortunately he couldn't be um, here to do the interview um, right now. Steve should be calling in. I spoke to him. He said it when he get got from um, band rehearsal, he'd call in. But, to, you know, when we were very young, we were in all sorts of talent shows. We would win talent shows and just, you know, at that time, then when rap came along, we was getting into the rap thing and all that. But we always wanted to sing. We mm-hmm. always wanted to be like the Jackson 5. You know, mm-hmm. that was our biggest, our biggest inspiration, as well as a lot of the Motown artists, you know. And this was something that we knew we wanted to do as young kids. And, and then when, well, I mean, we went hard to try and get a record deal 
we would look at um, albums, albums with the back of album covers, covers like that, and get addresses to record companies. And we would just go down, <laughs> we would just go downtown like there you go. We would write the list down. We would hit the record companies, run past the security or whatever, and just start singing. And they, and you know we were so they're like cute little kids, but they would let us do it, and they liked us. Right. So one day we met a man named Steve Manning that um that that took a liking to us and he brought us um to other people in the business and stuff like that and he helped you know steer at our careers. He's one of the managers that that didn't take advantage of us and that we're still cool with today. A lot of people might know him from the um the Jacksons and being Michael one of Michael Jackson's best friends and stuff like mm-hmm. that. He's done a lot of so many groups through the years, and as a matter of fact, I just spoke to him yesterday, but we were brought then to, um, we were supposed to sign with, I think, Electra at one time, and a lot of labels started liking us, and um, but we went with Capitol Records, and um, i never forget flying, my first airplane flight was to uh, Michigan, where we met with um, Melvin Rowley from Ready for the World, mm. and he had, he had did the song Come Over for us. And um, I'll never forget, it was real cold out there, you know, with snow all over the place. Freezing, and freezing. We, and we, <laughs> we went in and re- recorded the song. Steve went in hard, and he, he uh, put down the lead. And I know Jay did a lot of background, and me and Lance came in the building, and Lance did a little ad-libs on it on, on, the, on the little bridge parts. And, and wherever we went, came out of 4 by 4 our first single was Want You For My Girlfriend. But you, when we came out and when, when Come Over hit, I mean, our lives changed. We couldn't go places together. When we would go <laughs> to the airport, they would chase us and all that type of stuff. And we had, I mean, literally run to the car and drive and, and, and just to see girls fainting and crying and stuff like that. Like, it was that humbling enough. Like, no you doubt. know, you look at yourself and you try to be a down-to-earth person and you right. don't stay singing. And people are fainting and crying and stuff like that. You know that that really touched my heart back then. Wow. And uh, fellas, fellas, you said Steve was going to be a part of this uh, convo tonight too on Branded After Dark, right? I know he had um the one thing he he texted me about. He's down in North Carolina. See, I'm in um um Hackensack, New Jersey. My wife and I moved out there. Um, okay. Jay, Jay's in the Bronx. We all on, you know, we on different parts of, of the globe right now. So okay. Is he is he but, is he on, on the nine one nine area code? Um. Is he nine one? He might. I'm not sure. Let's find out. Nine one nine. If you're not Steve, my bad. But you're on branded after dark with four by four. What's up? Hey. Hey. Anybody hear me? Loud and clear. Oh, hey, what's good? This is Steve. Steve, what's up, man? What's up, man? What's up, man? How's, how's it going? Everything, everything's good, baby. I'm tired. <laughs> everything's good. <laughs> just came from band rehearsal not too long ago. Man, I'm glad I'm glad you're here hanging out with us on uh, on this edition of Branded After Dark and and Danny was just kind of going over the the history. But but before I ask you a question, um, Jay. Um, you know, like like Damon was saying, just just the just that part of just it being all just you know the the girls fainting and 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 just you know people just really screaming off the top of their lungs for the group four by four. Like you know, it is it, is humbling, no doubt. But you know that 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 definitely didn't change a humble person, right? 
Oh no, we we definitely we maintained our, our humility, and we we're still the same down to earth cats that we were then. But it just puts you in a different mindset to think that it's humbling to think that what your music can mean to somebody else, what's something that you just do for the love of doing it, can mean to somebody else. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean that's you know it's a blessing. No doubt. And Steve, when you when you first started doing you know this and and and, and working with the group and 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 having the the you know so many people just appreciate what 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 you've done for your art form, um, you know the, you know I know it didn't change you, but you know have, I mean did you look at music a lot differently now? Like you know when all this attention was was, was shining bright on you guys. Um, I guess I have to agree with what Damon said earlier. Um, when I when I started singing, I didn't do it with the mindset that I'm gonna make a career out of this. You know, when I was a kid, man, I sing around the house. You know, we just sing for the love of it. We just sing because we enjoyed it. You know, I have a brother, older brother and sister. We used to sing around the house and play guitar and write songs, and we just just did it for the love of music. And so the whole career thing came as a surprise to me. It's not like some people have the eye of the tiger from children. You know, when they're little children, they want to become the next, you know, Michael Jackson or the next next TV wonder. My mindset was, you know... I'm doing it because I like it, and an opportunity opened up for me to be a part of something cool like that, you know, like four by four, you know. And so I was like, wow, you know, this is this is great. <laughs> Let me go ahead and go for the ride. So it's like it was like an experience for me, one that I didn't really sit out on, but you know, I'm I'm grateful that I had the opportunity to do it. And I know a lot of people ask about it, you know, and they say, well, what must have that has been like, you know? And so I try to just kind of shine a good light on it because a lot of times people will look at you and they'll say, oh, man, you guys used to be. But it's like, you know, we're still good. We're still living. We're still loving. We still have great families. And we still, you know, we're on God's path. So, you know, mm-hmm. it was just a great a great time in life. And, you know, I, I really, I, I look back at it now. My kids are asking me about it. And they say, Dad, you know, you used to be a star. <laughs> I'm like, no, I don't know. I can look at it like that, you know. You can look at it like that if you want to, you know. They pull us up on YouTube, and they look at the whole videos, and they're like, oh, okay, cool, you know. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, I never really had it. My heart set on it as a kid, but, you know, I enjoyed it for what it was, and, and, and it's just great to look back at it, you know. One, one thing I can could, I could safely respect out of, out of you know, out of stuff, is especially, you know, and, it, and, and when it comes down to it, and it's funny, fellas, when you, when you really look at it, you know, when most groups or solo artists or whatever the case may be, when they first start out, now it's just, you know, rewind it, not just the 80s, but the 70s, probably the 60s and beyond that. You know, when they first start off, they their whole mission is really just to be able to get their God-given talent out to the people. You know, it's not about, you know, the, 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 you know, the money per se. And, of course, if you want to, you know, of course, the... The, the more attention you get and the more opportunity for money to be able to be made off of something that you love to do, it's definitely good. You know, and, and, and that's one thing I can safely say because you've said the same thing. New Edition have said the same thing. So many different groups have said, you know what, we want to do this for the love first. And then mm-hmm. everything else happen, happens later. Now, let's, let's fast forward to nowadays. And I'm going to ask this question to, to you, Jay. What? What what happened? <laughs> what happened? What happened? And when I say what happened, I'm I'm like what what happened to the love first? Now it's just more of like okay, let me see if I can get a deal for a right price first, and then I'll go ahead and give the people this. You oh, know, so you mean you mean what happened with today's artists? Yes, or, 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 yes. Or the artists. You know, yes. I I can only I can only speculate, 
but that's what it has been, you know. The um, I think the the art form has been, you know, tainted and somewhat. Um, I don't know. It's going to the ways. It's not what it. It's not often. It's not done for. I'm not going to say that today's new artists don't love what they do. Right, right. But it doesn't seem to be done simply for the love. The people are trying to get a quick buck and trying to do this easy music, and everybody's trying to do the same type of music. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's and you see a lot of artists that maybe they they they're flashing the pan, or maybe they're um, a success story overnight. We really worked hard at it because we loved it, and right. I think we we did it closer to the way that it was done way back in the day. Now, I'll take you back to when we got our deal. We actually all went into um, the A&R's office, moved the desk out of the way, pressed the, um, the, the cassette player, and started dancing and singing live, putting on a show, mm. uh, I think a five-song show, right in that man's office. Mm-hmm. And so it was just, it's just, we did it from a love of just loving to perform. Today, I mean, it's, I guess it's, a, it's about a dollar in, in a lot of ways, and not to put down because there is some good music out there. But right, right. There's, there's some music that happened overnight, and it sounds kind of like it happened overnight. You know, no disrespect intended. No doubt. No, but that's, but that's real because, you know, you have come over and, you know, in a lot of joints that you did and you have a lot of songs that's still relevant today based on the love. And, and, and a lot of people, you know, I always measure an artist is by, you know, how what impact that you have as far as how you made myself and others feel. It's not about the look. It's not about... You know, the the it's it's about the sound, but it's more about the passion of what you're trying to put out for the people. You know what I mean? And that's what's gonna grab you, uh, and grab other people to really appreciate it. Like you gotta remember, I mean, come over. That's been out what? That was what late eighties, I want to say, something like that. Yeah, late eighties. Yeah, late eighties. And and it's, I mean, and that song we just played, uh, and I'm saying this as a fan of music, would 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 take out anything that a lot of people was doing nowadays because of it was done with that kind of passion and that determination and dedication to it. So, you know, I'm saying that just to say, you know, the appreciation I think a lot of us have out there in this business is still there, but it, it's more ran by, uh, you know, it doesn't have a whole lot of heart like it used to have. And, and it's good to be able to see you guys come back together to be able to do something. So, Damon, what's, what's, what, what's, on, what's on deck for you guys uh now, 2012. 2012. <laughs> That's cool. Well, right now, uh, I do. Um, I've been ordained as a minister. Uh, yeah, I go to different detention centers, uh, prisons, and different stuff like that, and 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 preach the word of God and Jesus Christ to you know lost world. Um, I do gospel music. I still do R and B music. That's love music. Anything that's you know that's love and it doesn't that message of uh, you know putting people going to bed and all that type of stuff. I try not to touch that. I've, I've uh, written a song on Bad Boy for B Five a couple years ago. Like I said, I work with Amory. I uh, I um working with an artist now called Kyle James. He's a pop artist. He's doing a deal with Universal. Who did a few songs and I mean I want you know people to look out for him. He's 17 years old. He's amazing. We just finished uh, two songs. We're about to do another. I'm actually an expected member with the Fourth and D's right now. Um, we did a show in Boston a few weeks ago. 
We have like three shows this month. I think one next Saturday. You know, Stevie B and Khalil and those guys. We um, I just uh did the first couple shows with them. We did some BLS interviews. They played one yesterday. Yesterday, and on the Fourth of July, we had a live one on there. Um, and you know, I'm doing, I'm extended member with them right now. Mm-hmm. And um. Uh, I just, you know, like I said, doing some writing. I was looking at a young girl, an actress, that was in that movie Camp with Danny DeVito a few years ago. I was watching it. It was on today. Uh, she never really came out, but I remember doing vocal coaching with a partner there. Some, uh, we did a few songs on her. I remember her having a showcase for Universal, sitting up there in the office with Sal and those guys, and they loved her. I don't know what happened with that. I haven't heard from her, but... You know, today you can you can look for a lot of stuff. Even in the gospel realm, I got some songs that I'm working on and stuff like that. And that's you know, and I know Steve. You know, we all into the Lord. I know Steve is even a worship leader in his church and, and stuff. That's something that Steve, I'm sure, would like to talk about what he's doing also. Absolutely, go ahead, Steve. Oh yeah, yeah. The Lord is definitely first. <laughs> In, in, in everything we do in my family. Um, I've been uh, worship leader in more than one church, actually. Right now I go to Crossroads Fellowship in, in Raleigh, North Carolina. And I've mm-hmm. um, been doing that for a while now. I've been uh, about four years. And before that, I was a worship leader in another church called Body Christ for about three years. Um, but I still play. I still play guitar and sing. And a couple of bands I've, I've, we played all up and down the East Coast. We've done House of Blues. Um, we've opened for Huey Lewis in the News and a bunch of other older acts from back in the day. And, you know, I mean, once you if you play, that's what you do. So you got to find an outlet. So I've been I've been just doing that and writing. And ever since I left um, New York, before I left New York, I did a lot of commercials, a lot of jingle writing, and a lot of commercials. Um, I actually had a great opportunity to work with Luke Evangelos for a while before he passed away. He started a group, so I was part of that. I did some background work for a lot of people. I mean, I, if I start to list, then we're probably going on to 1 o'clock this morning, but I've done a lot of background work and a lot of, a lot of writing and a lot of, you know, just a lot of um, musical projects. And I, hopefully, if God willing, I'll continue to do that, you know. And my daughter sings, so I'm hoping, <laughs> you know, you never know if she decides to go to try to make a career out of it. And I'm not going to force her, but if she wants to, then, you know, I'll okay. support her. If she doesn't, I'll support her in that. Um, but but that's it pretty much just kind of just kind of keeping myself going, you know, thanking God that I still have the ability to do it. Amen. Hey, Jay. Oh, well, yeah, just like the, like the, like the fellow said, just you always want to have your your foot in it some kind of way. And but right now, I mean, I've done some things with with, with Damon, and I'm sure we'll do some things um together again. And and the four of us, I'm sure, will get together and do something in 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 the the near future, even if it's just a jam session. But um right now, what I'm I'm a, I'm a middle I'm a middle school dean, and uh you know, and I teach writing, and you know, and I do I run the music program in my school in my middle school. Wow. Um, so I have a, a choir there, and but basically what I'm doing right now, just I'm teaching, and I'm the dean of discipline, so I'm a star in that route. So when I walk down the halls, you know, the kids they'll either <laughs> applaud or they'll get suspended. I mean, one of one of the other. <laughs> Yeah, but, no, but seriously, I mean, it's just it's, I, I love kids, and so that's why you know I have my own kids, and like Steve said, you know, um, our children have talents, and I'm not going to push them, but if they want to, 
you know, I'm here for them to offer some guidance. But uh, my thing right now is is, uh, is educating and with music uh, incorporated in that as well. So okay. using music as an outlet for my students. So, so we can we can we can safely go on the record saying that never never rule out the possibility of some music by four by four. Like that that could be on the horizon, you know, in in the near future. Well, we all just expressed it. Okay, good. I want to answer that one. <laughs> I would love to make that happen. I'm going to tell you one thing, and I don't want to sound cocky by saying it or arrogant, mm -hmm. but I mm -hmm. know one thing. If we were to get together today and just and do one song, we blow a lot of people away <laughs> that's doing this. And I'm not trying. And I'm a humble guy, but I mm -hmm. know I'm looking at music today, and I just know the talent. What Steve got, what Steve brings, what Jay brings, what my brother Lance brings, and what I could bring, it will be incredible. And and I think we owe it to the fans that wonder whatever happened to us to at least do that one time. I want to shout out Kevin Gray, too, my man Kevin Gray down in Boston. Mm -hmm. You know, big up Kevin for putting this Kevin together. Kevin was good. Kevin Gray. No doubt, no doubt. Kevin is the man. He's 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 the he's he's the NBA All Star on this on this station, Mr. KG. That's what I call him all the time. So he's definitely a good guy. <laughs> definitely. God um, you know, one 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 thing I can I can say, and I want to ask you guys a couple more questions before I let you go. And 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 one is you you've already answered one that a lot of the listeners have tonight as far as will you guys ever come back and and, and things like that. Let me ask you a question because I've asked it to a lot of different group members when it comes to groups. Um, you know, compared to you know back then, because you know you know there, there's always been you know uh, a, a lot of dysfunction in a lot of different groups for whatever reason. You know, it's always happened. There's been people that either left the group, broke up, people got replaced, stuff like that or whatever. When it comes to groups nowadays and, and, and this new generation of doing music, then you do you feel like it? Uh, you know, having a relevant group is still something that can actually be done nowadays, or is it kind of like ancient history now? Well, you know, it's a thing where the boy bands have really got trickled down, like like phased out for some reason. Mm -hmm. I, I can't call it like even a group like Boys to Men today that's so super talented. Like people look down on them, like <laughs> like it's not happening no more. That I can't really even answer why music even went in that direction. You know, with all these solo artists because there's still a lot of you know, those boy band groups that I'm sure could, you know, bring a lot of good music to the forefront that people could love. But like, even the girl groups, you don't see a lot of that anymore. Absolutely. But, maybe, you know, hopefully it will change again, you know, and you know how things have a way of turning around. Maybe, you know, it will take one group to really make that thing really happen big. I know those little kids, mindless behavior, you know, it seems that the little girls seem to accept that, but but the, like the older, like a little, like 21, 22, even in the 30s and, and some 40s, you know, they, those groups still have something to offer, you know, a lot of good music that people would love. Mm. I agree. I agree. Amen to that. I mean, I, I would love to see it just because, to me, I, I think music, anytime you do it, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, fellas, but, you know, we are, we are, we all as fans, we all appreciate good music for the nostalgia, the the, the feeling that you feel when you hear certain songs, and uh, you know a lot of a lot of you know I, I go on YouTube and when I when I saw some of your videos and a lot of people was like, damn, that was that was like some of the best 
times for music that certain people have had at 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 the particular times and it's you know it's because of how it makes you feel and 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 one thing I would love to see return again is that passion that people had when it when it came to you know real meaningful uh love songs you know not those quick one night stand ones too you know what I'm saying we got to we got we got to bring exactly. that love back to relationship music right exactly yeah, definitely Cause, Cause, Steve, correct me if I'm wrong, but you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure you get, you get, you get tired of hearing them little, little real quickie songs or whatever. Like, you know, you like that, you oh. like that, that the, the, the stuff you guys do, like the come over joints and some of them other songs where it just it builds up to that passionate moment. You know what I mean? Like, I miss that. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, at the risk of sounding like an old dude. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you are, then that means I am too, bro. So yeah, I mean, I try, I try not to do this often. I catch myself doing it, but I'm listening to the radio in the car or wherever they are, and I'm just telling them, you know, well, that's not good because that's disrespecting you. And so I'm talking to them and letting them know, you know, those lyrics are not uplifting for you. And so, you know, sometimes I, I come off sounding like, oh, it's just dad saying how it used to be back in the day. But then I think they do understand. You know, they look at, they listen to the lyrics and they see, okay, well. These these lyrics are saying something, and it's still it's putting forth a, a great romantic message, but it's still with respect, out of respect. A funny story, I wanted to mention something, because Dana had said something earlier that reminded me. When we first got that song, the lyrics weren't, we, there were some things in the lyrics that we had to change back then mm-hmm. to make it acceptable. I don't remember exactly which, which lyrics they were, but I remember yeah, we that's did true. change some of those lyrics. That's right, true in a couple of songs, actually. Yeah. They yeah, were they, they were too suggestive. Audience. That's right. I remember too that. Suggestive. Yep. And so, you know, if if people would just go back to that, you know, it's like cause there are so many so many people who want that. And I feel like when you were talking about the industry earlier, I feel like maybe I'm a I'm an advocate for independence because I feel like there's enough people out there that want that kind of music to where if those people get together, they can keep pushing those groups like Boys to Men and 4x4 four four and all those old, older acts because they're not too old to do the things you love. They're not out of touch. You know, they, they, they have the talent and ability to do it. But I feel like it's so industry-led that people are going to go along with whatever has the money and the power to say, okay, well, this is what's in this year or this is what's in this mm-hmm. five years or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. boy, boy groups are out now, girl groups are, you know, R&B is out now. Now it's club music or whatever. You know, I went to go see um, Maxwell and um, and Jill Scott recently. I mm-hmm. mean, that that soulful, meaningful, cool music. People love that. They still right. love it. You know, they're, yep. they're out there somewhere. So if you give it to them, they're gonna want it. You know. I agree. So you know. Anyway, getting back to getting back to the lyric thing, I think that is very important. I think that when somebody surprises you with a new release or something that's saying something sweet, you know, my wife. We'll, we'll say it, and people around will say, it. you know, that's the joint, that's the song right there, you know, because mm-hmm. they know that that's what it's all about. You know, you're present, presenting a message to people, and that's the kind of stuff you want to play around the house and let the kids listen to. And those are the songs that stick with you 20, 25 years later. I agree. All these I little agree. songs, these little nasty songs, you forget about that stuff. You know, <laughs> it's the other songs that you keep forever. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And, and Jay, let me ask you this real quick. When it you know, we we all know that relationships and and R and B music kind of go hand in hand, especially the 
you know, um, the, the you know some of them classic Luther Vandross songs and Teddy Pendergrass songs, and mm-hmm. you know a lot of a lot of the classic, real good retro vibe that you know we felt when we hear we heard songs and they were attached to anything, not just love making, but weddings and things like that too. Um, when it, when it, when it comes to responsibilities of that, do you feel like nowadays, it, you know, people just you know it, it, people are just so bombarded with being busy like you know they have so much different kinds of access to certain things nowadays that they just miss the simple things when it comes to um not just listening to love you know r&b love songs but also even relationships in in general you know a lot of people be too busy for relationships nowadays well no i agree with that wholeheartedly but it's it's two-sided it's yeah people are too busy to really weed this people are too accepting Sometimes, mm-hmm. right. so they'll listen to to whatever's out there, and you'll like the first few times you hear it, and some some people will will, will recognize that's that's not real music. I mean, that took no thought into writing that. That's you know you left nothing to the imagination. <laughs> you know you got in, in relationship in, in beginning courting someone, just like with music, you got to leave something to the imagination. Mm-hmm. You know, everything can't be so explicit and just out there. And yep. and as a message to artists, that's the same thing. If you're going to write, I mean, that's easy. It's easy to be filthy. You know, it's easy to get right into it and talk about it. But let's be clever. If you want to be an artist, then be artistic. And let's be clever about the things that we that we speak about. You know, let's let, let's be poised about it. Let's let's put romance back into a romantic song. Otherwise, it's just a slow song with some lyrics that you just threw together. Yep. So that's my spin yeah. on it. So I agree. Hopefully, hopefully we'll be able to see that uh, that that three sixty turn, and we'll be able to see some of this going on. And you know, a lot of listeners, before I let you guys go, is you know, a lot of people want to know, like, are you guys attached to some of the social media network stuff? Facebook, Twitter, um, you know, Damon J, Steve, you guys tweet. Yeah, well, you can you can catch us all on Facebook. You um, you'll find me. I guess we could all give our names and all, but Damon Hayward, D A M E N H E Y W A R D, on Facebook. Okay. Uh, same Jay Jackson. Same thing on Facebook. I don't I don't, I don't tweet much or, or twit whatever it is because <laughs> I'm just up, upset that it's. It's called Twitter, but when you're, you're tweeting, so it's just a little too confusing for me, and I'm I'm trying to get over that. <laughs> so if you're called Twitter, maybe I've I'll join it. Never done the Twitter thing, man. My kids put it up, man, but I, I've never done it. But I'm, yeah, I'm on Facebook too. Give me your name, tell me how to catch you, Steve. Oh, it's Steve, S-T-E-V-E, last name is D-R-A-Y. Perfect. I'll make sure I put this out there because there's been so many people that wanted to, you know, not just know what 4x4 has been up to, but they actually want to check you guys out and see what you're doing. And this, before I let you go, i got to tell you, I appreciate the fact that not only are you guys, you know, still, you know, finding your lane with music and doing stuff, but the fact that you guys are doing stuff for others, teaching, you know, helping these kids out as well. Like, to me, I think that's one of the biggest gifts that you can ever give to a child nowadays when they when they need some kind of nurturing, not just from the household, but also from the outside community. 
to be able to say, hey, you know what, there's a chance for you to be able to do something with yourself on a bigger stage. And, and, and to me, I really appreciate that, really, from the bottom of my heart, because, you know, I love kids and their growth, because, you know, after we're gone, they're, you know, they're, they're, they're no all that's left. They're all that's no left. Doubt. And, and I wanted, and I want to thank you guys, and I and I appreciate you guys taking the time out. And please don't be a stranger to the show. And you know, hopefully, I can be one of the first ones to break a new four by four record. So, well, well, back, you know. and let me let me just add this. You know, I, I get a feeling that very very soon there may be um, a four by four Facebook page. So we're we're gonna hey. get back to you with that information. <laughs> oh, okay. Wait, wait. Wait, 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 but but not Twitter though, right? But not Twitter. I don't know right? about Twitter. I don't know if they're gonna call it tweeting instead of tweeting, but I'm a little upset about that. We might need some ghost tweeters for us. <laughs> Man, but I I am looking forward to um just you know being able to have dialogue with you guys, and I'm definitely gonna hit up your Facebooks, and and you guys will be able to know me. And once again, shout out to Mr. Kevin Gray and. You know, since he since he's the since he's the main guy that's really going strong on on Facebook as well, I'll definitely because I'm I'm on his fan, friend page. I'll make sure I add you guys on as well. And cool, fellas, cool. thank you, thank thank you for the uh, music memories as well, and thank you for letting us be able to uh, you know hear what you guys got going on. And I and I wish you all nothing but the best. Thank God you, my brother. You. God bless. This is, this is actually the first interview we've done together in a long time. We appreciate this, Brandon. God bless you, man. So, so it's like a reunion of sorts. See, and I want to be the first one to break a new four by four record. So, there you get, go. Get to work on that, please. <laughs> I need. We need y'all. The gang needs y'all, man. I'm serious. Thank you, brother. Thank you. All right, blessings to you guys. Man. I appreciate it. <laughs> That's it. Next legacy.